Welcome to A Positive Spin, a well-being podcast without all the BS. Some of the S, a little S. I'm Kate Barron. And I'm Sarah Starkman. How are you doing? I'm good. I just had a bomb lunch with you. Yeah, because you made it. It was delicious. I did. I put so much love into it. It was really, really tasty. It was good. It was nice not to just eat like cereal. For once. And I got to make you a tea latte too, because typically that was also really, really good. I'm so glad because yeah. I like to try and like. Usually, when I see you, you already have a coffee, and then I can't make one for you. Well, whenever someone says they're gonna make me a coffee, I'm like, okay, I need a real coffee though. <laughs> I feel like the same I way. usually I got don't coffee. trust mm. that other people are gonna make me. It's gonna be like a watery. Yeah. Whatever Ugh. coffee, and it won't actually do the trick, and then I'll just gonna have to go and get another coffee. So then it's like you've had. You know, I'm no, I'm a them. coffee snob too. I understand. I remember my girlfriend one day was like, "Want to come over to my place for a change, and I'll make coffee." And I was like, "Not really," but I went honestly, anyway. No. Yeah, honestly, no. And then my worst nightmare came out. She like took out Folgers, and I was like, "Nope, no." Yeah, exactly. It's I'm gonna have to pretend like to drink this. It is probably probably because I grew up with my like my dad and my grandma were the coffee drinkers in the house, and they it was like Folgers, like. My dad, I think my dad thinks Tim Hortons is like a good cup of coffee or like Folgers yeah. or like that kind of stuff. Like he doesn't have super high standards. Right. Some it. people, I was going to say, some, so my girlfriend who had given me this Folgers, like Maxwell's garbage or whatever it was, she just like is super laid back about it. Like she doesn't care. And yeah, like she'll yeah, have yeah. a really nice coffee and be like, this is great, but she's also okay like drinking just dirt. Eating, yeah, yeah, drinking dirt. Um, Whatever floats your boat. So uh, that brings us to one of our new sponsors, Folgers. <laughs> Uh, drink some dirt until you shit your pants. Folgers. The best part of waking up is, is shitting your pants after you drink Folgers. <laughs> Fuck. Um, Wagwan, what's, what's positive, oh, what's positive around you? in my world? Mm-hmm. Um, there was someone who, uh, is in my realm, who I don't know super well. He's a comic. And he, but he was, I, you know, I met him a couple of times. Really, really nice. Super funny. I'm not going to say his name. Don't. Um, but he just celebrated an anniversary for being sober. And it was like a sobriety anniversary was kind of celebrating it, going out with people. And I just, I think, I know I've never gone through that process, but I know I've had a lot of friends who have. And I know being sober, becoming sober, staying sober. And like those first couple of years are really fucking hard. And it's, and I think it's also good to acknowledge like, when people around you, see, I'm not even making sense. I'm sick. I don't know what's happening. What are you saying? <laughs> it's good that he's still sober two years later. No, it's great that he's still sober. But so what I did, I reached out to him and I just said, "Hey, I think that's really fucking Aww, awesome. That's so nice that of you're you. still sober. I know it's fucking not easy. If you ever or forever out or you're having a bad day or whatever, we're at a show together. I think it's really awesome that you're you're doing this. And I just also think it's one of those things that." The more people that know, the more accountable someone is as well, mm-hmm. and the more public it is. But also knowing that people get it and hear them, and I'm because I'm not really a drinker at shows anyway, so I usually don't ever drink at shows. And um, some people can find it like a really tempting because sometimes you just get paid in a drink or you're at a bar all the time. That must be. Yeah. I wasn't even thinking about being an addict as a comic. And you just live at bars. Yeah. Like, that's where your career is. You can't escape it. Which, if you're a super strong person, I guess could actually work to your benefit. And that it just becomes, you know what I mean? But super tempting. Like, I can't even imagine, like, doing comedy in a bakery. I'd kill myself. A bakery. Oh, my God. That'd be amazing, though. Um, (laughs) It'd smell way better than it does. another comic. And when she was pregnant, she did a show. And they handed her, she was eight months pregnant. And they handed her drink tickets. 
instead of money to do the show. And she's like, are you fucking blind Positive, right now? positive. Oh, yeah, positive, spatula. Spatula. Anyway, so that's it. So what I did, it was this two-year anniversary. I thought it was really fucking awesome. And I just reached out and I said, if you need anything, I'm here, whatever. And yeah, that was it. I just kind of wanted to be like, you know, I'm here. I got you. It was really awesome. nice. Yeah. Very What'd nice. You do? What do you, what's up with you? What'd you see? What'd you do? Oh, Lord. Um, in terms of positive in my life, my dad can now drive and all his staples are out of his knee That's and good. he can climb stairs and he's becoming more... He's less wanting to record now. Ugh, he's but not he was so miserable. Like he's always on the go, always, yeah. always, always, and to be like confined to a condo. And also, the morphine pills made him super fucking weird. Yeah, my mom was like, "I hope he's not weird like this forever." I'm like, "Well, he's getting older, so it's not getting any better." And you're <laughs> not walking the park either, Lisa Lou. You know what I mean? <laughs> but like, but I feel like once he gets back to his like life yeah. and his routine and rhythm and freedom, that yeah. things will be much better. He's really excited though because he's lost 12 pounds because my mom's been like weighing everything that goes into his face oh okay so no more bagel sundays no actually bagel sundays tomorrow oh but then nothing the rest of the day no i'm kidding i'm kidding someone Um, told me that they call bagels gut pucks that's disgusting because that's where they sit and stay on you when you eat them yep they're like five pieces of bread or something like that but a pint of beer is four pieces of bread it is it's either four or eight it's something insane and i'm always think like whenever people are like because I'm not a big drinker just in general. You'd rather have a bagel than a beer? Yeah, like exactly. Yeah. Like I'd rather chew than swallow. That didn't come out cute, but you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean? So yes. yeah, that's that's positive in my life. My husband surprised me last week and, and got me a nice uh, bouquet of flowers, which was sweet. That's nice. Um, the ones that are dead in the they're kitchen? They're dead now. Yeah, I can't let go. I have this weird thing with flowers. Really? Yeah, where I get like, yeah, I just have to like, have, you know. I'm going to bury them in the yard later. Oh, fuck. No, I'm not. Are you going to put a dress on them and talk to them? <laughs> Mother. I put makeup on them? Yeah, exactly. You need a little blush. That, that's... <laughs> <laughs> Is that, that a plant? What he was talking about as well? You guys also bought a plant? Is yeah. That a plant together? Yeah, I know it's so cliche, but I literally... I was like, we need green in the house because we killed all our other plants. Because we have sunlight, but none of it's direct. Right. And uh, because it's an older house, the temperature can like dip for quite a bit before the heat like really kicks in and then it gets quite hot and it's just like not optimal. So I had to go in and be like, give me your most bulletproof plant that you have. And they were like this thing. Like Here, you- here's a photo of a plant. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's so good for like filtering air and it just adds a special dimension to the room. So it's like our tester plant. And if we can keep this alive, then we'll we'll get, then we'll get another one. Like we're preparing okay. for another dog. This has been a long conversation about plants. Um, this one on longer than you I You just it got would be. so like, <laughs> oh holy shit. No, we're supposed to be positive. I'm we're sick, supposed that's to be positive. Why. Is that what it is? Yeah. Do you want to walk home, no, Missy? I don't. Um no, so that's I honestly I haven't seen a lot of overtly positive things but phil buying flowers yeah nice. that was really nice and my dad getting better is nice or was that a... no was it just because yeah it's been sunny out and i feel like everyone's getting in a better mood because it's sunny out like i feel still cold but i feel like people are like okay finally spring maybe yeah I, no totally it makes everything yeah. so much better cool. i fully agree um so tell me about tell me about what you found that's something that's just something about something just something about something i actually had a really hard time 
this week finding the positive articles. So was it because you spent five minutes looking for them? Then you were like, ugh, I'm so bored. I hate you. <laughs> you I know you worse. so well, though. Yeah, but you know what, Sarah? You know what? Whatever. You um, know what? We've been talking about this for too long. I can't talk about it anymore. Cornwall Live. Uh... So it's like a news outlet in the UK. Mm-hmm. They're investing in positive news by introducing a happiness correspondent. Cool. Whose job is just to put smiles on people's faces. Oh my God. And they're just like doing lines in the bathroom and then they come out super jazzed about the world. <laughs> <laughs> no. And a lot of people apparently were like, mm, is this a good idea? And people were kind of thinking it was kind of shit, but it was... A trainee reporter, Hannah Maltwood, has become the newsroom's happiness correspondent. Um, what a job. What a I know, title. right? Um, and she said that originally the newsroom uh, looked at her like she was a bit mad. Everyone knows it's much easier to drive audiences through bad news or just breaking news and hard-hitting stuff. But Something the idea of wanting to change the way reporters and editors look at newsroom stories. So... Instead of just going for the hardline news, they also want to try to make a difference, be out more in the community. They wrote a piece called The 50 People Who Make Cornwall a Happier Place. Could you imagine if you didn't make that list of like a small town? How shitty that would be? Cornwall but, is fairly small. Yeah. Um, and then, and they're like in this old grumpy bastard at the bottom. They just highlight some piece of garbage. <laughs> community leaders... Um, who encouraged the towns to give up single-use plastics was one of her articles um, talking about snow angels coming to the rescue during a storm. So We're, those are some of the articles that have been out there. Sorry, and, and I'm assuming the skepticism initially was met because people were worried it was going to be, like, hokey? Well, yeah, I think that's what it is, right? Like, I grew up with this guy who did human interest at the end of every sort of 6 o'clock news hour. He'd have a human interest story every day. Or I think it was every day he'd do a human interest and I remember being young and being like, what a piece of garbage. Like, get a real job, pal. And I was just like... Well, because journalists called those pieces like fluffer pieces. Like, in their mind, yeah. the juicy, hard-hitting news is about, like, something on fire and not, like, you know, the fluffy puppies. But it's funny that in 2018, like, those pieces are just as important and, like, almost necessary. Well, because... Yeah, and because of everything that's going on, like, it's just people need it more than ever now, I exactly. guess. Exactly. So I'm, I'm sort of torn because sometimes I do see the fluffy news and as much as I try to seek out the positive... I do see that sometimes, and I'm like, okay, great. Like, well, it depends. Is it a troll? Is it like Bozo the panda had some cubs and like, yeah, they're cute and whatever. It's not a big deal, right? Or is it an actual kind of piece like we sort of try and yeah, scrounge yeah, yeah. out? Yeah, I guess that's the thing. So I don't know. Um, I I think that's the thing. Like, if it's genuinely just like we've been like talking about this for a really long time, and I just like, <laughs> don't know how I feel about it. So. <laughs> Okay, so that's good. Yeah, it's really good. I hate you. Um, so that's my article is about more positivity, you bitch. <laughs> because I talked shit about you, you had to talk shit about me. We just had to me. swing it back. You just have to swing it back. We've been talking back. about plants for really long time. <laughs> I'm just not into the photosynthesis. I'm like so tired and I think I have a fever. Do you have a fever? Can you feel my head? Do you want some Tylenol? Feel my Do I have a fever? No, you're cool as a cucumber, but you're. I'm just... sitting by a window. Can we keep that in mind? Well, let me feel your. Feel between my legs. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're fine. You really are. Whatever. But I feel uh, warm. if you, 
<laughs> if you want some Advil, let me no, know. No, I've been, I've been like taking NyQuil, like lozenges. You're gonna cough syrup. Overdose on Shopper's Drug Mart before you get yeah. to the stage tonight. I have 20 minutes on stage that I need to stay upright for. You'll be fine. You'll just chug that NyQuil. You'll do the damn thing, and then you'll pass no, out. No, you can't do NyQuil. True. Do NyQuil. Can't do. You can't shoot up NyQuil for a Wait, show. You don't snort NyQuil. Is that not how you do it? Imagine you said like you... purple goober. <laughs> um, it's turquoise. So um, <laughs> um, we've been talking about this for a really long time. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'll take my little NyQuil liquid gels and I'll slice them with a little exacto knife and then I'll snort the liquid. Yeah. Could you, I bet there's some fucked up people that do that. Oh yeah. If, if people, you do that, reach out to us. And let us know. If how people it's going. are like eating cinnamon and huffing bath salts, like that is not. Did a you crazy ever watch thing. Um, um, the Orange Is the New Black? Have you seen that? No. Did you watch the show? I read the book. Oh reading i didn't know if there was a crossover i didn't know it's literate i didn't know if i would (laughs) i didn't know if i would know what you were talking about potentially because no in one of the recent episodes there was like a prison riot and uh they snort coffee and they're like this can't go wrong and they're snorting coffee grounds put to as like an act of rebellion or so they'll have to shit or the caffeine (laughs) i don't get it No, just to, like, stay awake so they don't have to sleep. They just start snorting coffee. Okay. Yeah, it does not end well. <laughs> it's just, like, this sort of reminds me of it. Anyway. I wonder if you could actually do that, though, or if I'm people sure do do that. I'm sure you can snort anything, but it's going to come out somehow. Come hell or high water. You mean, like, diarrhea? Well, that was the high water. You know, have you ever seen a thing for a coffee enema? And you're like, is that just drinking a coffee? what yeah but it's like it's almost like a like a coffee bean suppository it's not like they shoot coffee it's not like a latte up your ass you're over it already you keep looking at the phone stop looking at the camera every time i open my mouth you're like ugh, (laughs) five more seconds of drivel (laughs) i was more looking away because you said a coffee enema i'm putting a suppository and we were just talking about my sensitive gag reflex about how you do things to, you talk about things to gross me out. Well, I talk about gross things just because I feel like I'd like to include you. And the fact that you hate it so much makes me love it more. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> did you say a supporting article? This is what my supporting. So this isn't a supporting article, but on this whole note of positivity. Yeah. Oh my God, I hate you so much. <laughs> On this whole note of, like, positivity and, like, them investing in being positive, I was just like, here's something. This is sort of something that I saw as well. So Ryan Belleville is a Toronto comic who's, uh, he's moving back down to LA, but he's very, very funny. And he posted that the other day, what's something you're grateful for today? And I was like, oh, fuck. Okay. So, great. Now all these comedians are going to chirp in and it's going to turn into this stupid thread about these jokes and it's going to be so dumb. Just yerking everybody off. Yeah, but it wasn't. And he said, I'll start. Like, I talked to my son's teacher. He gushed about my boy. I'm grateful to see that others also see what an amazing kid he is. And then somebody else was like, I'm grateful for great friends. And somebody else was like, it's my father's 78th birthday. We got most of the family together. It's been a busy week for everyone. And someone else was like, celebrating 15 years with my beautiful girlfriend. Someone else was like, the sunset today, my nephews, Bob Dylan, humor for laughing. Today. That's so nice. It was just like really nice. And like Fiona O'Brien, who's another comic who's hilarious. My mom coming to visit from Ireland. It was her first trip since her dad passed away. 
And I was like, I, so I said my friends and family who are super supportive of me. And then people were like, for feeds like this. And it just became this whole thing where like tons of comics were posting on it. And it was genuine and positive. And I was just like, you know what? Yeah, I fucking love that. Like it was yeah. just, it was nice to see some non-garbage on Facebook. And, and also what so often happens is comics will take it and then they go down a road of like, yeah. cause they just try to be like joke, 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 joke and go funnier, funnier, funnier. But people for some reason didn't do that. And I just feel like it supports even more. Like these guys, you know, have a new happiness correspondent, but like people want it. They want it badly. They want. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. That's why we're doing this. But I just felt like it was a cool thing to see. Um, and so that was that. So not really supporting article, but it was really fucking cool. And some of them are like just really lovely. And people are liking the other ones that other people are I think I are posted posting. our podcast on it. Did you really? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I thought it was. Um, oh, you did say Kate Barron, Positive Spin Podcast. You know what? And because Ryan Belleville, like people really like him and he has is and really down to. Yeah, and respect yeah. him that and he is really down to earth. So I don't think they read it. Whereas if somebody else wrote that, it, it might be like insinuated that. There's some um, taking the piss or something. Yeah, and that you, it should be met with like stupid or like f- for like so and so like farting in my mouth last night or like whatever it is, right? Yeah. You know that it can be taken that way. Did you um, fart in your mouth last night? No, but I th- threaten to do it to him sometimes. My friend always used to fart on my head if I was like laying on my couch. Did you not have a heart attack? I feel like that would kill you. <laughs> that would be like your kryptonite. That would like when I we were younger, you, if we'd have like man. sleepovers. You'd be sitting there, and then she would just come up behind you and, like... She, she was, sort of... like, the known sleepover farter? Well, she'd, like, crop dust as she walked by you. <laughs> what about you? Like, what's that taste? Oh, yeah. um, <laughs> okay, so um, a single dad, full custody of his daughter. I guess the... the sold custody of his daughter? Single... Sole custody of his daughter. Okay. And she's, like, three years old, and she would ask him to like do her hair and he was so stressed because he was like i don't know what the fuck to do so he works at a college and he decided to take a um a a cause a cosmetics course to learn how to do makeup and hair and now he's like so excited he gives her like buns and ponytails and braids and he tries new stuff and takes like cute little pictures of her and she loves it and he loves it and oh, what an yeah. awesome dad. Yeah, what a sweet, sweet guy. Like, he he just, like, loves the crap out of her. And I, he didn't want her to have to feel like she couldn't feel pretty where, or, where he, you know, so different. Find it? Um, That's so cute. Oh, I love that. Also, he's going to get a lot of puss-puss with that. Right? Greg Whit- Wickhurst. I think it's in the States. This was all through his face. Oh, he, Colorado. Yeah. He's from Colorado, and she's three years old. And yeah, he goes to He decided to do um, cosmetology, sorry, cosmetics, whatever, same shit, cosmetology course for her, which is so, so sweet. And I imagine too, like, if he's a single dad, he's probably working pretty freaking hard. Yeah, no and he had to carve out extra time to be like braiding hair on a mannequin at night just so he can make his little girl feel oh, better. I know, so beautiful. That is so cute. Yeah, so it's on a website called, <laughs> from a website called Earth Porn, not Earth Porn. Earth Porn, like P O R M? Yeah. Um, what is the website like is you like- can go to his facebook and it's like izzy's hairstyles and it's all a bunch of different stuff and she is unreal cute he's very good i don't understand why their website says 
It's like keep calm and porn on. I I don't know. I don't know if Earth porn was like already taken and someone like fucking a tree. It's just a bunch of necrophiliacs. Um. So yes, yeah, so that was that's my initial article. I like. That. Oh, sorry. That's it's so also cute. there was. Sorry, I got to this because I found an interview on the Huffington Post, and then it took me to this initial article. You found an interview with him on Huffington Post. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Greg Whitkurst. Anyway, yeah, really cool. That is awesome. So then I was like, what else? What else? What other cool stuff are dads doing? So there's this guy in Germany, and uh, his five-year-old son prefers wearing skirts and dresses instead of pants. And so I'm sure many parents will immediately just be like, nope, like dresses and skirts are for girls. Anyway, he just started wearing skirts and stuff with him like out if they went to a restaurant. He would wear a skirt just to make him feel like no one needs to judge you and your choice is totally fine and to normalize it for other people. And so apparently, obviously, it was met with a variety of different reactions. Obviously, ours is of the same mind. But he wrote an article for a German publication called Emma. And people were so excited about it that it got uh, translated into like a host of different languages to different uh, publications all over the world. And some people were like, it was met with the same way of like, why would you encourage that type of behavior as opposed as if it was like a bad thing? Just abs right ignorant biases inflamed etc but it got a huge response for so many people who are like that's amazing let your kid be a kid and show him that that's okay and support him i know so beautiful because even like i don't know we had family friends and stuff and boys growing up would like wear our dresses around the house like our parents i mean we all had fun and play and take pictures and whatever and like it didn't have anything to do with anything. My, I mean, their dad didn't put a skirt on, but like it was still met with a positive reaction. Yeah. And this is just one step further. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love that. You know what? I actually just like on that whole sort of on this topic, sort of ish, but not. Um, there's a brand new movie called Love, Simon that just oh, came right. out. Oh, right. Yeah. Have you that seen you, it? No, no. You just told me you cried through it. Oh, my I gosh. I saw you afterwards. I cried for like an hour. Um, it was amazing. And it's what I like about it is it's like a. It's just a, a, a teen romantic movie, but it's like, and it's kind of like a coming of age teen movie, but it's not, I was talking to one of my friends who's gay and they were saying that with, with so many of these movies, it's always met with tragedy, right? Like it's always met with like, there's some big heartbreak or like why a gay love story can't just be positive and right. uplifting and happy. And this was just like a really beautiful, positive love story i mean so much of it but you did cry through all of it yeah but because it was so beautiful <laughs> uh, okay not That's because it was why. so heartbreaking it wasn't like this horrible thing where he had to like come out to his family and it was all horrible like the family was supportive it was very much like a, a kind of a t- today i was gonna say a modern out, take like a modern great take on a coming out story, with progressive but, like, family progressive family progressive friends but like the issues of still being a teenager and it's beautiful, but That's I cried great. because it was beautiful and it was so heartwarming in the end that I was like sobbing because it was just amazing. That's wonderful. Mm-hmm. You thought alone too, didn't you? Oh, I sure did. Just like sobbing in there like a champ. I'm just, and I was sitting I love beside that. another girl too because there was like no more seats left in the theater and I got in late. You guys were sharing hankies? <laughs> we were, we were both crying a lot and I was like, <laughs> she could have moved over a seat, but she got like, there first. She quiet down? I'm having my moment here. No, I've gone, um, (laughs) I went to go see City of Angels. Oh my, a million years ago. In the theater (sighs) with my boy Nick Cage. (laughs) And we were in the theater and my friend 
was like, who the fuck is making that noise? Like, who is being so annoying? And she looked over and it was me. And I was sobbing so uncontrollably that I was so, I was like. <laughs> it's pretty sad, isn't it? It's a beautiful movie. I mean, not I, as sad as Philadelphia, but it's oh, still sad. Oh, don't get I know, me started on right? Philadelphia. Oh, I did my goosebumps. grade 12 or grade 11 like drama monologue Ugh. as the scene as Denz I was Denzel Good Washington. <laughs> of course you were. <laughs> oh no 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 I wasn't. I was Tom Hanks. Oh, okay. It was in that scene where it was right before the trial was about to begin. Oh, Can we watch this movie again soon? Yeah. Just um, have a cry. Do they have it on Netflix? I don't know. There were some old school, but I think they were like the Nor. I think they were maybe the Nora Ephron movies that oh, I was thinking Oh my god. Of. Philadelphia is so good. Yeah. It's that it. scene where Denzel and Tom Hanks are going over because he's going to go on stand the next day and he goes over stuff and then the Maria Callas opera comes on and he starts talking about the opera and then so the opera is blaring over and I did that like I that was my monologue was that scene oh man that was good the that days. was fucking great <laughs> did you ever see Dallas Buyers Club yeah it was good I haven't seen it and I really want to oh it's really really good um on the subject of AIDS no um so tell me what's your throwaway my throwaway is um, a heartbroken man in Virginia Beach, Virginia, is giving away an engagement ring because, okay, now this is where it kind of gets a little bit like, oh God. Okay, so oh God. Uh, this 23-year-old bought an engagement ring and it is very sweet. He spent $1,700 on it. He was going to propose... To his girlfriend, who was 21, after a year and a half together. Mm-hmm. So I'm a little bit like, okay. Mm, They're a little a little young to do this, but whatever. Mm-hmm. She she broke up with them. They broke up, and they, they didn't have it. They didn't get together. So he has this engagement ring. So he bought. He never got to use it. He never proposed, but he said he's heartbroken. And he went to a few places to see if he could sell it back to them. And they give you, like, a really depreciated value on it. Like yeah, like, like at a pawn shop? Yeah, well, just, like, even trying to return it to the original place. Oh, he bought course. it from, like, K Jewelers in the U.S. And even, also, side note, did you hear that China is coming out with so many great, high-quality, lab-created diamonds they can no longer tell the difference? Between real diamonds and their lab created ones. I read something about that not too They're long ago. That would be the difference. that's amazing. Yeah, which is gonna kill the diamond market. It's gonna drop it way down. It's already. I mean, the fact that like blood diamonds are like a thing probably should have threatened the industry anyway. So that's yeah, exactly. kind of awesome. And so, so he said he he basically could sell it for next to nothing, and so he just said that he was. It made him really sad that he could barely sell it, and he was sleeping on it. But he decided uh, he tried to maybe sell the ring, but. Wasn't getting offered very much money, so he just thought, you know what, I'm going to give it away. So he's doing a free giveaway to a, a man or a woman who's in love with their significant other, whoever that may be, um, and just say, like, if you can't afford a ring but you want one and you think this is what it is, reach out to me. So he got just under a 1,000 uh, emails and about a 100 Facebook messages right after he posted it up, and he said, um, I'm not going to pick anyone until I read all of the messages I should have probably picked a deadline in hindsight. <laughs> like, oh, you young man, you weren't ready to be a husband anyway. But, yeah, seriously. But, you know. That's really nice. Yeah, and he said, I'm looking for someone who I can tell their significant other means the world to them because the ring means a lot to me and I hope it would mean a lot to them as well. And now he's a wedding planner. Yeah. And people from Argentina, New Zealand, Canada, Scotland, all across the U.S. have 
have told him. And in addition to that, about 25 to 50 women have been writing him to say if he's interested in going out with them or hitting <laughs> them. And what I girls mean, will do for a ring? Damn. Well, I think also just like not even that, but like, oh, he's such a nice guy. Is he cute? Um, I mean, he's like a baby. Right? No, he's it is like, really nice. But it's funny that he was like, I went to go sell it and I was going to get jack shit for it. So I'm just going to give it away. Yeah, but I kind of like that. Applause. He said he's spoken to his ex um, since they ended things that he's open to getting back together, but he's not holding his breath. He's not giving up on love. I'm like, oh, he seems such like a... What article? Like, where is this from? This was in Today. Like, today.com. Um, like, the Today Show. Like that. Like, today. Like, today. It was today. I hate you. Did you find it today? I did find it today. Your knee-jerk reaction is just to tell me to stick it where the sun don't shine. Yeah. Like, I hate you, but you don't. You love me. I do love you. And I always actually say that to people that I don't hate. I always go, like, I hate you. And I dated someone who hated that I said that. And he was like, do not ever say that to me again. And he like freaked out. He probably like, had worse things. Uh, I'm assuming maybe like a parent said that to him growing up and he was scarred. A parent said that right before they like, I don't know. They left. And then you maybe. were like, I hate you. And he was like, mama. Okay. Anyway. Okay. <laughs> Spatula? This has been a really weird episode. <laughs> Sometimes your, they're weird. Sometimes your, they're not weird. No, This is like, what's your throwaway? Okay. So there's this, um, a speaking glove has been, mm-hmm. is a device developed by three women in Western India. It works with a mobile application. And basically because a lot of times um, people who are deaf, like if you don't have somebody with you that speaks sign language, it can be such a frustrating barrier. I was going to say, is this for like sign language? Yeah, like, so you can sign to like a stranger and, and then will, on the glove it'll say audible. like, yeah, like where's the subway? And it'll say it, it'll be audible to the person. And then um, I, I'm wondering, oh, I, I there's a user-friendly uh, application that works in coordination with the glove. So I'm assuming it's obviously to bridge the gap between the hearing impaired. Um, but I'm just wondering how you say something back, right? Like, I can say certain things in Japanese, but if somebody fully answered me, I'd be like, I'm glad I asked it. I have no idea what you're saying to me. So if they sign right, it, says it to them, how do they... Like if, I, if you went up and said, like, we're at, like, Starbucks and you wanted to, like, order a coffee... You could order it, and then someone takes right. the money. They can still see the cash register and take the money. And yes, I'm just wondering also too because it's done through a mobile application. Potentially, someone could like type back like three blocks west on your phone or whatever it yeah, is, which yeah. I guess you can do nowadays, just in general, and hope nobody takes your phone, especially if you like can't yell after them. You know? Oh my god, that would be so horrible. Can you right? But there was this. <laughs> I saw this thing a while ago. I th- I feel like I saw it at a TED talk. Where they were developing this, it was kind of like a block that you'd put on the counter and it wouldn't require you to wear a glove, but it was this thing that would be like motion sensor and you sign above it and that would then go, you know, do you have any pickles today? So it does say a similar glove was developed last year by researchers in California. So I don't know if this is just picking up more in the East. Right. Um, But I do love that it was like three female students and they've developed like such an amazing. It's really cool. uh, Piece of technology. Yeah. Okay, cool. So that's our that's our episode 10. Yeah, that's it. We did it. We got to 10. This one was a bit of a weird one, but we're doing it. Yeah, but we like weird, though, no? I know. I'll be better <laughs> next time. I'll be better next time. I'll be more alert. 
I'll be not having a cold. It's all good, baby, baby. And We're... I'm going down to Chicago, so hopefully I'll see some positive things because, you know, America yeah. is just full of it right now. Yeah, exactly. Chicago. <laughs> full of positivity. Murder city. Okay, Murder cool. city. Murder. Okay, so let's just, you know. Just try. We're just trying. Just keep trying. We're all trying to do better. Don't forget to subscribe.